Welcome back to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser on 99.1 FM, life-changing radio, WJMM. So excited to have the Encounter Radio Show uh, being brought to you every Monday through Friday from 11.15 to 11.30 on this radio station. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayers. For more information, you can email me at bill at thehopeencounter.org or just go to our website, thehopeencounter.org. Org. I wanted to let you know, as I mentioned yesterday, that the encounter services that meet on Friday nights at Church of the Savior, 1301 Brandon Road, uh, at 5.30 for dinner, service at 6.30, will resume on September 22nd. So please put that date on your calendar. It's going to be a major fall kickoff. Uh, it's going to be an amazing night. You don't want to miss it. We're going to be continuing uh, a series that... I've been talking about on this radio station. I've been preaching at COS. We're going to be preaching on identity uh, all fall. And I, I can't wait for you to be there. Uh, I've been meeting so many people that started coming because they heard about it on this radio station. And that's pretty awesome. And uh, if that's you, please send me an email. Uh, once again, at Bill at the Hope Encounter. Org. Yesterday, we were talking about the battle over my identity in Christ. We're talking about the story of Moses. We picked it up in, in Hebrews where it said, By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. And that, reminds, that reminded me, and I want to remind you to always be yourself. Don't try and be someone else. God made you unique and special just for you and only you. And he has a master plan just for you. Uh, every day of your life is recorded in his book. God knows the plans he has for you, not to harm you, but to give you a hope and a future just for you personally, specifically. He also has a specific identity just for you that no one in the world can tell you you are but God. And there's so many people rejecting who God created them to be these days. Now, Moses had to deal with this issue of identity at the very beginning of his life. In Egypt, at that time, the baby Jewish boys were condemned to die, so his mother put him in a, a little boat in the Nile River. And I'm paraphrasing the best I can the first three chapters in, in Exodus for you for time's sake and on the radio. Uh, so his mother put him in a little boat in the Nile River. The daughter of Pharaoh took Moses into the palace to raise him as her own son. Moses, through no fault of his own, had an identity crisis. He was born Jewish, but he was raised Egyptian. And he had to ask himself at some point in his life, who am I? I'm sure you've asked that question. Who am I? What's my purpose in life? And Moses finds himself in a major crossroad that would affect the rest of his life. If he said, I'm an Egyptian and faked his heritage, he'd be rich, powerful, and famous. If he said what he really was, Jewish, he'd be humiliated, kicked out of the palace, sent to live with a bunch of slaves for the rest of his life. Yet Moses saw his people being badly mistreated as slaves, and he couldn't be silent. He was a man of character and therefore made a decision that cost him many, many years of his life. 
Now, Moses cut himself off from a promising career as an Egyptian, and he refused to live a lie. Instead, he wanted to do what God made him to do and be the person that God called him to be. Uh, you know, there's so many people that, that are doing the opposite. Uh, that so many people are, are rejecting what God made them to be, and they're, and they're deciding to live a lie instead of refusing to live a lie because they're being duped by the enemy of thinking that there's somebody other than who God created them to be, and that's the world that we live in today. But getting back to Moses, see, he just wanted to do what God made him to do, and he just wanted to be the person that God called him to be. That's really what he came down to. And you know there's something liberating about just being yourself and just being comfortable in your own skin. The world is full of fakes and phonies of people who have no idea who they are. We pose, we posture, we position ourselves as people wanting other people to only see the side of us that we want. I mean, I would certainly never would introduce myself to anybody saying, hi, my name is Bill Reeser. I have abandonment issues. I have an absent father wound. I'm, I'm a narcissist. I'm pretty prideful. How are you doing? I, you know, I would never do that. But I felt those things. I experienced those things. And in essence, I thought those things were my identity until Jesus Christ came into my life. But there's so many people that pose and posture and position themselves wanting other people to only see the side of us that they want. They always want, to, they always want people to see their good side. Uh, and because Moses realized who he was, it got him in, in a little trouble because one day he saw an Egyptian beating up a Hebrew and he killed the Egyptian. He thought nobody saw him, but he was wrong. People knew about it and news was spreading fast. Fear comes over Moses and he starts running. Pharaoh finds out and puts a contract out on his life. And while Moses is running, uh, he actually finds seven girls uh, that are in trouble because uh, there are some bad guys that are going to do some bad things to, to these girls. And he rescues them from these bad dudes. And the father of the girls invites Moses to dinner. And Moses agrees to be on the first episode of The Bachelor. I'm telling you, this stuff is in the Bible. This is why you have to read the Bible. It's got great stories in it, and the story of Moses is no different. It's, a, it's an unbelievable, miraculous story. Now, I don't know how the other six girls got eliminated, but Zipporah wins the prize of being his wife. She gives birth to a son, and life is good. But while all this is happening, God is hearing the cries of the Jewish people in slavery, and he puts a plan in place to rescue them. And here's his plan. He appears to Moses and says, Moses, I'm sending you to free my people. Now imagine that. That's his plan. Now could you imagine if that were you? You're going to free an entire nation? Moses freaks out. And God and Moses have an epic conversation with some of the most powerful identity statements declared in the Bible. Let's pick it up in Exodus 3, uh, verse 11 through 14. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Notice the first thing that Moses said after God appears to him. Now, God's already appeared to him in a burning bush, um, and he revealed his plan that he was going to use Moses to go rescue the Israelites out of Egypt. And Moses is freaking out, and the first thing that Moses said is, who am I? 
that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt. And God's response was, I'll be with you. And this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. And when you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. And then Moses said back to God, suppose, that's his his next word. Well, the word suppose in this context, it means great idea, God, but obviously you got the wrong guy. God, you must have made a mistake. You, you, you definitely not talking to me. I saw, I, 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 I sort of stutter. I don't, I, I, I don't talk right. You definitely made a mistake. So I'm just going to throw a bunch of fear-filled, doubt-filled scenarios that don't reflect who you are and obviously don't reflect who you say I am. Suppose I go to the Israelites, here's what scripture says, and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? Notice how Moses first questions his own identity when he said, who am I? And then he questions God's identity when he asks for clarification, who is sending him? Now, I just find that fascinating. That first he questions who he is, and then he, then he wants clarification of who God is. If people should ask, who should I say? Now, out of all the questions ever posed in the Bible of asking God who he is, I don't think there's a better answer than the scripture of God responding back to Moses when Moses asked the question, what shall I say to them? And here's what God said to Moses. I believe it's the greatest response revealing who God is to you to me, and to this world. And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And this is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. I am who I am. Wow. That is who God is. That's the God we serve. The great I am. And Moses misses the whole point and magnitude of telling people that the God of the universe is the great I am. I mean, at that point, Moses should have just said, thank you for clarifying God that you are the great I am and I am not. And please forgive me for even doubting or balking on anything that you're asking me to do. Well, that doesn't happen. Moses starts presenting one objection after another, testing the patience of God. Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? What if they don't believe me? Suppose this, suppose that, suppose this happens. Moses said, I'm not a good speaker. As a matter of fact, I have a speaking issue. I'm not an eloquent speaker. Slower speech and tongue. Sort of sounds like Forrest Gump, doesn't it? Well, God answers him by reminding him Moses, that he created the mouth and the ability to speak. And this is what God tells Moses in Exodus 4.12. Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. Notice first how God says, I'll be with you. And then he says, I'll give you the words to say. Let me just take a time out from this lesson and remind everyone listening of a fact about God. 
Have you ever noticed when you're in a desperate situation, crying out to God, you're in the trial of your life, you're in the storm of your life, you're in a desperate situation, the bottom is dropped out, all hell has come against you, the people that you once loved turned on you, abused you, turned your back on you or walked away, you've lost everything. You don't know what to do. All hope is gone. You don't even know if God exists, but he does. You're not sure if he's with you, but he is. And when you cry out to God and you need God to reveal himself and show up in a certain situation, the most common answers that people get from the Lord are, I love you, I'm with you. And I will give you the ability to do or say whatever needs to be done at the right time. It's it's amazing how the Holy Spirit will always whisper to our spirit, I love you and I'm with you. I've always been with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Nothing could ever separate you from my love ever again. There's no demon in hell. There's no angel, no no height, no depth could ever separate you from the love that I have for you that is in Christ Jesus. I've always, I always have been with you. And whatever you need, I'll give it to you at the right time. And, what, and whatever you need to say in a, search, in a certain situation, I'll give you the words to say. I love you and I'm with you. Someone listening needed to hear that today. You're in a situation, and God is saying to you, I love you, I'm with you, I've always been with you, I've never left you. God loves you. He always has. He'll never leave you. He's always with you. Thank you for tuning in to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser.